You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Uh-oh. 
to start a day. Uh, those are founder. That is, those are founders sing. Um, I was all set to start with a totally different song parody, and and this one just popped up. It's founders sing again. I think it it hit the interwebs like eighteen minutes ago. So I just you know I was getting set up for the show and it popped up. It's like oh shit, this one's really good. But so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, again, it wasn't what I was planning for. So, um, well, we may as well give you the one that I was going to play. You want to hear it? Sure, why not? Because it's one of those kind of days. Um, and actually, this one, this one was produced. I didn't know of this um, group. They're called Emma's Revolution. I was not aware of them until somebody, and a listener, I'm sorry, I forget who sent it to me. Somebody sent it to me, and it was brilliant, and it still works. So we'll do a two-for Thursday. How's that for a radio cliche? Uh, take it away. What did I just call them? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the back announce. I'll, I'll give you their name on the other side. Uh, but it goes, like, Emma's Revolution. Thank you. Emma's Emma. Emma <laughs> Emma's Revolution is who they are. You told the feds you had returned them all. Still there were boxes in your shower store. And when they looked through, the finger pointed at you. You claimed they were declassified. That just ain't true. We couldn't help recall the times before Perhaps no one had been indicted more The case was stormy strong The insurrection was wrong And Agent Carroll put you right where you belong Hey, hey Be indicted and it feels so Taxpayers too Your crimes violence 
There, uh, there, uh, they didn't put their names on the end of it again. I, I'm, I'm, it, my old age is kicking in. Emma's Revolution is who they are. They have a website, emmasrevolution.com. That was awesome. And for whoever wrote who it, cream, peaches and cream or something, this is so, that's not my, the, the, you know, um, uh, the, the can't get no satisfaction was more my musical speed than peaches and herb, or is it herb? I think herb, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, you know, I, I was a little stressing out. You know, there's a lot going on. I, I needed something to pick me up. And, and between Founder Singh and Emma's Revolution, we got off to a great start today. Um, thank you for joining us. You know, it is Thursday, so Howie Klein is here. And, and I almost can't wait You know, usually I I appreciate having the first half hour of the show before Howie comes on to take care of any business and, you know, deal with stuff. And especially this week, the last two days, I haven't had a chance. It was yesterday was all Marcy Wheeler. And on Tuesday, it was all Laffy and Lisa Graves. So I really didn't have any, you know, alone time with you guys just to shoot the shit. And um, it's not Peaches and Regalia. Peaches and Regalia was Frank Zappa. Now stop it, William talking to the chat <laughs> oh god sorry um anyway the, 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 the uh, so today i do have a few minutes to um uh go over some stuff with you but i'm really looking forward to howie more than usual today because right before i went on the air i opened my email because there's usually this I, I get something usually right before i go on the air that's like the latest news update of the day so if i've missed anything you know I, I got it there. It doesn't look like they sent it today. Anyway, what I did get was a quick email from Howie Klein that says, please start the show by asking me what's up in Michigan Senate race or what's Chuck Schumer up to to ruin the Democratic Party lately? So Howie, usually, you know, I used to, I used to send Howie an email each morning and say, is there anything specific you want to hit on today, knowing that, We'll be all over the place, but if there's something that he's particularly, 
you know, uh, uh, invested in at the moment. I want to make sure to get to it. And usually he's like, now, nah, whatever you want. So we kind of wing it. But that <laughs> now I'm intrigued. OK, so until Howie gets here and he'll be along in, you know, 19 minutes or so. Um, uh, I see. William says because he mentioned peaches and regalia. And of course, I know that's a Frank Zappa song because I love Frank Zappa. And he said, it's my favorite Zappa. It's my go-to answer for any guess the song contest or such like. So, okay. So it was Peaches and Herb or whatever, whoever those wimpy musicians are. Sorry, that's just so not my musical taste. But the parody was wonderful, right? I, I'm, yeah, but any Zappa. Here's my favorite story with that song. I'm playing it on the radio one day in Los Angeles. It was years after Frank Zappa had died. And, you know, go figure. It was real radio back in the day. And people would call the request line, which wasn't really a request line, but it was a way to call the disc jockey on duty in the studio. And I answered the phone. And I hear this woman say, thank you so much for playing Frank Zappa. She said, this is Gail. It was his widow, Gail Zappa, who listened to the station regularly. And she called to thank me for playing your favorite song, Peaches and Regalia. And for anyone who's, who's not a Frank Zappa fan, it's an instrumental. It's a wonderful, you know, Frank Zappa was an amazing musician, but I digress. There's other things we should be talking about today. And, and yes, we will. Owen Williams says, damn, I tuned in late and missed the parody. You missed two. We had a, a two for Thursday here. Um, so you can all, the beautiful thing about this show is you can go back and watch or listen to the whole thing. Um, there's no paywall here. I will not ever tell anybody, no, you can't listen or watch because, you know, money's a little tight. The show is here for everyone. Um, this show does subsist. I survive on your generosity. So if, if, yes, it was KSCA, Chris Anderson, that's right. Um, if you're, if you enjoy the show, and can afford it, I hope you'll pitch in either with a monthly ongoing subscription donation or a one-time deal. And you can always also, you know, patronize our sponsors, the few that we do have, um, because the way these spots work, I, I do usually get some kind of a, a kickback, a commission, if you will. So uh, there's a sponsor page on the website, NicoleSandler.com. It says right there on the front support our sponsors. You can go there. There's a buy me a cup of coffee or a donate page. Again, I don't ask much because I'm one of those people who hates asking for money. But just so you know, I do this. This is my job. And if you do enjoy the show and can afford it, uh, I hope you'll pitch in. If you can't afford it, just spread the show. Tell other people. Let them know we're here. You know, I've because I'm a one-woman operation here, I do it all myself. And the thing that's lacking is I don't do enough self-promotion. I'm, I'm the opposite of Trump. I don't go around tooting my own horn very often. I mean, here I'll tell you what great things I've done, but I don't go out into the world <laughs> and tell them what great things I've done. So anyway, that's my uh, sales pitch for today. Help if you can. Hit the donate page at, at uh, NicoleSandler.com or, you know, all that. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff that I have pulled for today that, that sort of runs the gamut. It's all over the place. There's a lot of things to talk about. One thing that I had mentioned to you um, last week, you know, well, I guess we'll start in Florida because I'm still here. And, you know, I, I just saw something. There's a, there's a website. There are a number of news aggregator sites that I go to. There's Crooks and Liars. 
and alternate and raw story. Um, you know, those are the more progressive leaning, you know, sites. Then there's this one mediaite, which I sort of have a love hate relationship with because they often have good information there, but they also have a number of, I guess, writers who are right wingers who who are just jerks. Um, and they have a story up there now. Let's see if I can find it. It says, uh, la, 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 and they put a bunch of new, new uh, stories up here since the last time I looked. Here's the headline. CNN is still running with Kamala Harris's lie about Florida's slavery curriculum. Well, I didn't click through to read the story because the headline is, frankly, bullshit. It's bullshit. So whoever Isaac Shore is, obviously, he's one of the right winger writers at Mediaite. The story that Kamala Harris is telling about Florida's slavery curriculum is not a lie. And I don't even know what they're alleging she's saying. But this is fact. Uh, the moron DeSantis or DeSantis, uh, who, who's got to, you know, I think he'll wind up dropping out of this um, presidential sweepstakes very soon because <laughs> he's fallen to third place behind Chris Christie in New Hampshire, and nationally, he's behind Vivek Ramaswamy or whatever his, he's Swarmy, I know that, Ramaswamy or whatever his name is. So Ron DeSantis is in free fall. But one thing he did do was, um, you know, the, the, the story, I guess what, I should click on this, I, I hate doing it. What they're saying is, Oh, bullshit. Long after it was debunked, CNN is still treating Vice President Kamala Harris's claim that Florida's new African-American history curriculum teaches that, quote, quote, enslaved people benefited from slavery as the gospel truth. Harris repeated the incendiary assertion several times last month. And she asked in one instance, quote, how is it that anyone could suggest that in the midst of these atrocities that there was any benefit to being subjected to this level of dehumanization? Well, this writer at Mediaite, Isaac Shore, says, were one to do such a thing, it would be indeed, it would indeed be risible. That's a $20 word there. Even deplorable. But the Sunshine State is not guilty of the charge leveled against it. In fact, the curriculum detailed horrors of American slavery. I'm not even going to read this because let me tell you why. Because one thing that the Florida Department of Education did was approve videos from the ridiculously named Prager U to be shown to our children in schools. Now, if you go to the PragerU website, you will not find these videos. You will find sample lesson plans for educators, but these are the whitewashed ones. This is not, you know, the nitty gritty. Well, somebody posted a clip from PragerU, and yes, indeed, they do say just what this writer, so-called writer, um, implied that they didn't. Let's have a listen to what they're teaching our children in Florida by way of a video from the so-called Prager U. Slavery is as old as time and has taken place in every corner of the world, even amongst the people I just left. Being taken as a slave is better than being killed, no? What? Before you judge, you must ask yourself, what did the culture and society of the time treat as no big deal? 
What did the culture and society of the time treat as no big deal? After all, being taken as slave is much better than being killed, no? No. Some would say no. That would be a no. And so to the asshole at Mediaite, what's your name again? Isaac somebody? Isaac Shore? Uh, I got a little song for you. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bow, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. You know. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Yeah, <laughs> PNW Treehugger asked, was that supposed to be Columbus with blue eyes? Well, of course, he had this Spanish accent, don't you know? Oh, my God. So, you know, when you read these things, take it all with a grain of salt or a slice of bullshit, because that's what it is. All right. What else did I save here for? Oh, so it, while we're on the subject of DeSantis, wait, I got other, I got other DeSantis stuff. Did you hear? You know, the debate, the first debate is coming up, oh, in a week or so. And, oh, do I still have this clip up? I didn't pull the audio from it, but um, this, is, this is just, this is classic. So a memo was leaked. You know, one would think, if one didn't know better, <laughs> that somebody's got it out, got it in for, out for uh, Ron DeSantis, because somebody leaked a memo with his campaign strategy. Uh, I'm sorry, with his debate strategy. Now, I thought the guy's name was Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek. But I guess it's pronounced a slightly different, uh, a different pronunciation. And this guy, whose name I don't know, from CNN. um, Whoops. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out how to bring this clip up here. Uh. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll just do it this way. Uh, I'm playing it for you from the recount. Listen to this. This guy's on CNN. And well, here. Now I want to turn to something that has to do with the debate. It's fascinating. It just broke. A oh, it is fascinating. Ago, a DeSantis debate strategy in Uh-oh. plain view for him and to some degree for his rivals. New York Times got its hands on hundreds of documents dumped online by the main super PAC backing the DeSantis campaign. The memos give detail we rarely see and outline four, quote, must-dos for DeSantis when he takes the debate stage in Milwaukee next week. Attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times. State his positive vision two to three times. Hammer, hammer Vivek Ramaswamy Vivek. in response. And defend Donald Trump in absentia Vivek. in response to a Chris Christie attack. It's very specific. The memo also says DeSantis should follow the wisdom of the late Roger Ailes, his orchestra pit theory, and no. quite literally create drama. The memo, the Times writes, comes complete with a complete recommendation for a Trump-style insult. Take a sledgehammer uh-huh. to Vivek Ramaswamy. Fake Vivek or Vivek the fake. Fake Vivek. Okay. Fake Vivek or Vivek the fake? The snake? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like just a walking disaster. Uh, the, the only bad thing about Ron DeSantis is campaign falling apart so early on is that he'll be back here uh unleashing his venom on on the rest of us uh in florida sooner than he would have otherwise yes david i'm sorry but that's the wrong pronunciation that the guy on cnn is doing yeah, what is it his name is pronounced ain't gonna be fucking president <laughs> there's that too. 
There's that too. Vivek ain't going to be fucking president. You know, uh, tomato, tomato, I guess. All right, there's one other thing I want to play for you before we bring Howie in. And this, is parti- this isn't funny. This is, this is sad. And what's sad, what's sad is what's going on on Maui. And the fires are just um, horrific, right? So um, I'm going to play you a video of the emergency operations chief of Maui who was being questioned by a reporter about the controversy of why they did not sound the sirens when people were, you know, being warned to get the fuck out of there because, you know, the island was burning. And I I believe this was late at night when many people were sleeping, so they were awakened by the fire. Now, listen to, watch, watch the guy who is the, the information officer here, the guy who's speaking, and then notice, those of you who are watching video, there's a tall man standing behind him in a red shirt and a black jacket looking awfully stern. And he took real offense to the reporter asking the question. Um, and then I've got a little postscript for you afterwards. But here's the clip. Oh, it's just, just lovely. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I, I do not. And the reason why, and so many people said they could have been saved if they had time to escape. Had a siren gone off, they would <clears> have known that there was a crisis emergency. Yeah. And as we know, so many bodies were found in the ground. Yep. Do you want him, you want him to give you the answer? Here's the guy running around to the podium. Let him finish his I'm answer. Sorry, there's a lot of people. Well, you're talking and you're not letting him talk. Uh oh. If you want to talk, come up here. Whoa. I'm ready for the really? Answer. If you want to talk, come up here. Wow. The sirens, as I had mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis. And that's the reason for why tsunamis. many okay. of them are found, almost all of them are found on a coastline. Yeah. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. In fact, on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the yeah. firing guideline is provided. If you are in a low-lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds, inland or vertically to the fourth floor and higher of a concrete building. Alerts may also come in the form of a wireless emergency alert. Had we sounded the siren that night, we're afraid that people would have gone Malka. Gone what? And if that was the case, then they would have gone into a fire. It, <laughs> so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WA It's not funny, but I... By the way, I should also note oh, shit. that there are no sirens, Malka, or, <sighs> on the mountainside where the fire was spreading down. So even if we sounded the siren, it would not me? have saved those people on the, on the mountainside. Oh, my Malta. God. Okay, so, okay, you heard that, right? So what he said was, well, it's a good thing I, I stand by my decision. We didn't sound the sirens because when we sound the sirens, it's usually for a tsunami, which is coming from the coast. And it tells the siren, has, people are trained that when they hear the siren, to go up into the mountains. So this idiot wants you to believe that if they had sounded a siren, people would go outside, see the fire on the mountain, but run to it. Run into the fire because there must be a tsunami coming. That must be why they're sounding the the uh, sirens. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and the people on the mountain wouldn't, wouldn't have been saved. Yeah, but all those people along the beach would have been. Oh, my God. To make matters worse, you know, I'm remembering... Another fuck up not too long ago by 
the uh, Hawaiian government. I think it was the Hawaiian government. If it wasn't, it was the U.S. government. Either way, here was the headline. Uh, The date was January 13th, 2018. An early morning emergency alert mistakenly warning of an incoming ballistic missile attack was dispatched to cell phones across Hawaii on Saturday, setting off widespread panic in a state that was already on edge because of escalating tensions between the United States and North Korea. In fact, everyone in Hawaii, on Hawaii, in Hawaii, got this alert that I'm putting up on the screen. It said... Emergency alert. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Let me just say that the emergency management people in Hawaii all need to be fucking replaced. These idiots, there are over a thousand people are still missing. Well over a hundred have already been identified dead. And this idiot's saying, no, we made the right call not to sound the siren because we, you know, we usually use that for tsunamis and people are trained to run into the mountains. That's where the fire was. Like these people couldn't see that the fire was in the mountains and maybe they needed to go the other way. <laughs> just, you know, it's opposite world. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm mortified. I'm absolutely mortified. So. In that spirit, I think I need a triple Dirty Debbie today. I don't know whose turn it is, but bring it on because it's time. We're drinking. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth oranges. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary sweet meat Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Hey, Howie Klein. Hi, Nicole. Uh, oh, you sound uh, so. I, I told the listeners <laughs> the email right before I went on the air. I got this email from you, and it says, "Please start the show by asking me what's up in Michigan Senate race, or what's Chuck Schumer up to to ruin the Democratic Party lately." And you sound pretty fired up. And in fact, the subject line was, "I'm ready to blow a gasket." <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it. Oh, I did you? I've I've calmed down since then. Okay. Well, that's not good so, for the show. Um, so I, I do want to talk about it, though, if that's okay. Okay, please. Okay, so um, so the the establishment, which means in the when, when you're talking about the Senate, when you say the establishment, it means Chuck Schumer. Yes, uh, they prefer uh, a, a very, very, very conservative House member, a former. Um, I think she's a former CIA agent named Melissa Slotkin. Right. So. She, She's a congressman from Michigan. She hasn't accomplished anything. She's just a, you know, sort of a standard corporate Republican light piece of shit. 
And she and they said, hey, let's have, you know, we need a piece of shit. We need someone who, you know, people think is a Republican. So why don't you run for the Senate? So she is running and she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's their candidate. They're all behind her. And um, and then a very, very progressive and well-known guy uh, named uh, Hill Hopper, an actor, stepped in and he said he's going to run. Now, he's extremely progress. He's extremely progressive. And. Uh, Schumer went crazy. So Schumer did what Schumer likes to do, which is to go in and clear the field. So how do you clear the field? How do you do that? You clear the field by calling all of the big donors, all of the institutional donors, that, meaning the labor unions, all of the people who are giving Hill Harper money, like the uh, you know, big-time Hollywood producers, people who know him, and you threaten them, and you tell them, if you give him money, you're not our friend. If okay. you give them money, don't come to us for favors. So he's cut, basically he is cutting off all of Hill Harper's money to the point where Hill Harper has to decide, is he going to pay for a whole Senate campaign on, out of his own pocket or, or is he just going to just give up? Right. And I don't know that he's oh. actually made up his mind yet, but it, it, it's looking like uh, it ain't going to happen. It's looking like he's going away. All right. This is Hill Harper. For those um, watching a video stream, I just put a picture up. I'm not familiar with this actor. Uh, he's known for his roles as Dr. Sheldon Hawks in CSI New York. I never watched that. Agent uh, Spellman Boyle in Limitless and Dr. Marcus Andrews in The Good Doctor. Those are all shows that I think were were watched, but I never watched any of them, so I, I'm not familiar with him. Good Doctor, big show. Yes, that, it's that a big was show. A, that was a very big show. Yep. He was, you know, he was a big early uh, Obama supporter. He, uh, you know, he's he's kind of a bit like Obama. Uh, except more progressive than Obama, uh, and uh, you know Schumer. You know Schumer's philosophy is progressives can't win because Schumer hates progressives. Right. You know Schumer, uh, as you know, Schumer and I went to the same high school at the same time, mm-hmm. and and he was, he started his career by getting elected to the state legislature in my district, and um, he, he actually started out as kind of progressive, not very, but somewhat. And he decided he was going to, you know, he's a big, he's a big mouth, a bloviating asshole, always has been. But he uh, thought, okay, I'm going to take on Wall Street. I'm going to show everybody that I'm the toughest guy in town. And he took on Wall Street and then almost ended his career almost immediately. They went after him and he never did that again. He learned his lesson the first time and he became, a, he, it, came, it got to the point where he was then the congressman from Wall Street, and then the senator from Wall Street. He is the Wall Street guy. Started out as the enemy of Wall Street his first, first few months in Congress and, and then became, you know, a Wall Street guy. Uh, so anyway, you know, when uh, a few years ago, uh, Kirsten Cinema was <laughs> the worst member of the, the House. Right. Uh, and when I say she was the worst member of the House, it's not just because I don't like her, which I don't. It's much more than that. She's the worst member of that because she had the worst voting record among Democrats. She voted more to the right than some Republicans. There were actually Republicans in those days that voted more progressively than, than she did. Uh, she was the head of the uh, Blue Dogs, and yep. she, used to, she used to berate the other Blue Dogs because they weren't, they weren't voting uh, Republican enough for her tastes. So Schumer thought, oh, my God, what, what could be better? And he recruited her to run for the U.S. Senate in Arizona. And then he cleared the field doing, in other words, did the same thing uh, uh, with her as, as, as he's doing for Elisa Slotkin, mm-hmm. which is he went and told other people, if you donate to any other candidate other than 
uh, Kirsten Cinema, you are not our friend. And he was able to drive the other candidates, mostly the other candidates, out of the race and make it a, 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 give, a, a given that Cinema uh, um, was going to win. And, and what did he get? Almost immediately, he got attacked by Cinema. By he got uh, he wound up with the worst uh, the worst Democrat in the Senate or, or, you know, some people say that Manchin is worse. Some people say the cinema is worse it, when it gets as bad as they are. It doesn't make any difference which is worse. They're both they're both worse. And he got someone he got someone who went to the press and made fun of him and called him, a, a, you know, a, a, an old man who, you know, she said a bunch of horrible things about him mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the and the caucus. That's what he got. Does he learn a lesson? No, of course not. And he's just doing the exact same thing, exactly the same thing. And, and I guarantee you that Alyssa, that Alyssa Slotkin, if she gets in, she's going to be every bit as bad as cinema. You really? want another cinema? Help Alyssa Slotkin. Seriously. If you would like to. Uh, I, because that's a pretty high bar or, or a low bar, as the case may be. Chris Kirsten cinema is pretty heinous. And that's she the is thing. heinous. Right. And, and I, I, and I, as I've mentioned on this, uh, uh, on, on this show before, I know her pretty well. I mean, we were kind of friends when she was in the state legislature, and I got to know her pretty well. And mm-hmm. before, so long before she became a senator, before she was a, even a member of the House, uh, I realized that this is a horrible, insane person. I mean, more crazy than any, literally more crazy than any politician I ever met in my life. And I've been meeting politicians since I was a, a a young kid. I mean, I, I was a, uh, an elevator operator for RFK, the real RFK, not this, this monster uh, child of his. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, I'm, 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 I'm a little perturbed, just, just so you know, of, of a, a sort of a thread in the chat room. And I should know better than to look at the chat room while I'm on the air, but I'm a, I'm a serial multitasker. I can't help myself. And Karina asked, you know, I wonder what is what is Howie's track record. First, she said something about it doesn't seem like the party listens to him very much, and I said Howie's not a party insider; he's a party antagonist. Basically, you know, you'll you'll go against the Chuck Schumer uh, directives and fight back. And she said, "Well, does anyone know what the track record is for them getting their candidates elected?" And someone else wrote. Um, not that great or something similar. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I'm not scrolling through the chat. And what I just said was, or there could be no blue America finding and helping progressives and, and, and we'd be stuck with all of the cinemas and the Slotkins and the conservadems, the, the mansions. Um, so I don't understand the point of the question. Are they getting a lot of candidates selected? Never enough. Is my answer, and thank God and you're are out they there. Asking if uh, if who's getting enough Democrats elected? Blue America, yeah, or right? Um, blue. If enough of your candidates are getting elected, oh, enough of Blue America candidates. I can go on for the rest of the show about that. Please, if they'd like, please do. I mean, let me just talk about someone who's in the news a lot lately because he's up for re-election okay. again, and that is uh, John Testa in Montana. Uh-huh. So when jo- when Don when John Testa ran for for the Senate. Uh, that that was pretty much when uh, uh, um, what's his name uh, Schumer and I became real enemies. He had another candidate. He had some Wall Street guy named uh, Morrison, if I remember correctly, just a random suit that he wanted to run, and uh, a Democrat, but a conservative Democrat. And and Testa at the time was a uh, was a populist with some progressive leanings, and Blue America got behind uh, Testa. 
uh, and Schumer went insane. He was going crazy. In those days, the uh, net roots worked as kind of a, um, uh, as one group almost. Like we all talked to each other. We all would get behind the same candidates. We could all raise money for the same candidate. It doesn't work anymore that way. It's all splintered and, uh, you know, it's just, it's very different. But in those days we could, and we did, and we all got behind Tester and Schumer went nuts. He was just fuming all the time. And, uh, and we beat his candidate, uh, Morrison, whatever his first name is, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And we, and, and then we went on to beat the sitting incumbent Republican in the state without any help from Schumer. So, you know, uh, people who maybe t- turned on to uh, politics a week and a half ago mm-hmm. probably don't remember things like that. Uh, but there, there are dozens of House and Senate candidates in that in, uh, House and Senate members now who are candidates uh, that uh, Blue America helped up and down the board and not only helped, but went to battle with against Schumer. Uh, you know, in the end, you know, Schumer's going to win most of the time. He's got all the money. In the end, uh, e- even in the case of Tester, with, within minutes of Tester being elected, Schumer was, you know, licking his ass and saying, oh, what a mistake I made. It was terrible. I did the, I, I, I'm going to make it up to you. Uh, let me make you the head of the DSCC. Uh, you know, you're my guy. I'll do everything for you. I'll make sure money flows into Montana. Uh, you know, in, in the end, he, you know, I mean, I used to talk on the phone with Tester several times a week when really? he was running. I never had a discussion with, with, with Tester where he didn't curse out Schumer. <laughs> now they're best buddies. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, and, and you know what? This has happened a lot. You've helped people get elected at, at, because when they meet with you, they put forth all their progressive bona fides and they and they tell you that, you know, you're exactly the guy they're looking for. And then they get in and they turn into Jared Golden. Um, yes, Jared Golden is a good example of someone who did that. Yep. But there are others who, who didn't. I mean, right. there are also great oh, members of Congress. Mo- the most of them. Uh, who, most who, of them. Who are uh, in Congress now, who, who were... Uh, you know who who were, who were great candidates and and they and they they stay true to yes. their uh the majority uh, of them words. right the majority yeah. of them and and right. yeah you know what in every cycle not every blue america candidate wins the primary but thank dog they're in there you know thank howie and and digby and john that they're in there and and you know and and this person also mentioned well justice democrats and the p triple c or somebody else but, Good for them. Yeah. The more, the merrier. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The it's more not the a contest between the different groups. They all work. You know, they don't don't hold hands and work together. But we all work together for the same end goal, which is to get more progressives elected. Right, and and everyone has different ways of of looking at that. And uh, certainly, uh, Justice Democrats have. Um, I, I don't know when did they if, did they start? When did they start? Like last week or no, no, a few weeks ago. I have right? no they idea. Got, I don't. Got, I don't even see what they're doing. And I think that they're still in business. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I heard that they were. I, someone told me the other day that they're still doing stuff. And PCCC was a, an, you know, an out branch of Move On, one of the original organizations. And they, I think they do a great job they as do. well. They do, absolutely. And I've known Adam Green for, uh, for, for, since they started. And they do great work. The more, like I said, we need more of these kind of groups. But the, the sad thing is I can count them really on one hand. Blue America. <laughs> the PCCC, Justice Democrats, you know, move on is kind of not there. Um, and, and then you've got... The, is there. They, they still do work. Right, but yeah. I don't know if they do candidate work anymore. I'm not sure. And then there's the Courage Campaign. They do uh, stuff. Oh, yes. 
that they're mostly in, in California. California. Right, they're California-based. Um, what was that one that thought, that was part of Bernie's operation that went off on its oh, own? Um, what? I, I'm trying to, not me, us, but it they had another thing as well. Um, I, I honestly don't remember. They had their, their moment, and I hear they're coming back. Yeah. They sort of like, they started and became, they, they, they did a lot of good at first. Oh, and, and um, uh, Nina Turner, I think, was the head of them for a while. Yes, yes. Our revolution. Our revolution, yes. That's what it was. And they sort of, you know, sort of faded out a little bit, and yeah. now I, I, I'm hearing that they're coming back really strong. Oh, good. And then there's the Working Families Party. That's right, which, Working Families uh, Party. Know, in New York, they do a good job in some states. They're yep. certainly doing a great job in uh, Rhode Island. And there are other states. I think Oregon is another state where they right. do a good job. Unfortunately, the way it started in New York was a uh, was a really bad situation and and I know they've tried to get out of uh, you know being a reactionary bunch of assholes but and they try every now and then but unfortunately in New York they just can't do it right. so they're still a reactionary right. bunch of you assholes you know uh, Karina also she's always got to chime in some she says also DSA well not really because DSA is Democratic Socialists of America and they re- look I I love Bernie Sanders if I had one criticism of him it would be stop with the socialist label call yourself an FDR Democrat. Socialism, the word, has been vilified like liberal was a few years ago. Now we're able to use it again, but for a long time, liberal was a dirty word. I, you know, I, I enjoy socialism. I, I'd rather live in a country like Denmark than, than under the system we have here. But that is a word that has been villainized in this country, and especially down here in South Florida, that's what happened in the last election. They use the word socialism like a weapon. So DSA, I applaud what they're doing. I, I personally agree with much of their stances, but I wouldn't go out there and, and, and be a flag-waving member of the DSA because they will weaponize it against us. I'd rather, you know, you may hate the Democratic Party. Believe me, I'm not a big fan of the way they do things. But the alternative right now Right now, in this day and age, in this Trumpian world, is the Republicans or the Democrats. And, and anybody who cares one iota for the future of democracy in this country better fucking vote Democratic. You know, I, um, something very funny happened the other day. Uh, um, so um, there was really only one pack, only one who spent money on, and I'm sure the Justice Democrats fans are all going to, you know, uh, wig out now, but they didn't spend any money on AOC, uh, at least none that got it reported to the, um, uh, to the FEC. But if you look, go and look at the FEC for who, which PAC spent money on uh, AOC, there was only one. It was Blue America. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and when we got involved with, with AOC, she had no chance to win. She, it was impossible. I even told her that to her face. I said, you, well, you're not going to win, but it'll be good if you get a name for yourself. And she said, screw you. I am going to win. And I said, well, <laughs> tell me how you're going to win. And she did. And I said, okay, you're right. You're going to win. I'll help you. And, uh, and Blue America got behind her. And, uh, and we, and no, we didn't win this race for her. She won the race on her own, but we helped. We, and we put together a very, very good, um, uh, IE independent expenditure for her. Uh, and, and I, I know that in the, uh, areas where we spent all, uh, all of our money and all the money was spent in Spanish speaking, uh, ads. And, and she did really, really well in those areas, better than, was, than what was expected. Anyway, the people who I did that with mm-hmm. uh, called me up and they said that, you know, they're disappointed and activists in her district are disappointed in her. and They don't think she's done a good job. And would I be interested in helping them to get rid of her? Huh. 
And I said, no, <laughs> I would not be interested in helping to get rid of her. I think she is like, you know, one of the absolute five best members of Congress. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, why not take on someone who's really bad instead of taking on someone who's really good, who you might be disappointed with about one or two things. Uh, and we talked about it. And they literally just before you called to speak uh, with me this afternoon, I got a, uh, an email from them and they said, you know what we'd like to do? We'll just leave, we'll forget about uh, her. We'd like to go after Richie Torres, who's in the next district over, who's uh, awful, and um, uh, Greg Meeks, mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's his name, Hakeem Jeffries. Right. I said, great. You want to go after those three? I'm on board with you guys. Right. For some reason, you know, the, these people who are pride themselves on being uber left. You know, they attack AOC, they attack the, the, the people who are do, actually out there doing the work that we need them to do um, because they're not, they're not going far enough. It's like, cut it out. You know what? Be happy that we have somebody great in there. Get rid of the people who are not great. Exactly. Ugh. And, you know, I, I, it didn't take me a you know, terribly long time on the phone with this guy to, you know, convince him and for them, him them to convince his organization that uh, that that was exactly the way to look at it. You know, like AO- they may be disappointed about a couple of things with AOC, and they may you know be disappointed that she doesn't take their calls anymore. Yep, fine. You oh know, well, she's bigger than you now. She's got she's got a national profile, and she's smoking. Um, and she knows, and she knows what she's doing. Ironically, right at <laughs> this is kind of out of school stuff. Uh, right after, I shouldn't be saying this. Never mind. Let me, oh, let me, let oh. me not. <laughs> Something that you told me in confidence and it, it wouldn't uh, be right. Okay. Me. I got you. It's in confidence. I get it. Uh, if you are, if you tell me, um, you know, something in confidence, I will never repeat it. But I, but, but I am like, oh, I hate when you, I hate when you tease it like that. I know. That. I feel bad that I brought it up. It's so bad for the radio and, and I, and I, I should know better, but I was actually going to say it. And I, as, as I was going through it, I said, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> this, this could have real consequences. <laughs> right. Oh, then don't do it because you, no, you don't want to do that. And, and so, but give us something else, something else that will make us go. Yeah. Anything. It yeah, could, what she what she's proposed to me that should be done is going to get done now. Many years later, it's ooh, going to finally get done. Okay. She was right. Let's do it now. And this was right after she got elected. And I said, no, we we can't do that. It's too much of a, you know, too difficult. And now it's going to now it's going to happen. Okay. All right. So well, I'll just take your word for it, and maybe you'll tell me off the air. <laughs> oh, I will. Okay. Because you know I won't I won't betray a confidence. So, um, are you having as much fun as I am watching little Ronald DeSantis DeSantis implode? Of course, and I write about it all the time. I in know fact, you do. even in this morning, my electricity went out. We were I warned saw that. in advance that this ridge was going to lose electricity. So they told us two days ago. I have a um, a backup generator, a battery powered backup generator that powers a couple of rooms in my house, including my office. So. I, you know, immediately had to teach myself how to use this thing. It's, it's, it's fairly simple if you know how to do it, but I'm a technophobe, so it's always hard for me. But Roland came over, he went, we went through it. And then this morning, the power went out. I went downstairs to the basement, hooked the, hooked the thing up, and boom, I was uh, right in the middle of a Ron DeSantis post and got it finished. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he's, uh, the, the latest is this, uh, his debate strategy memo was released. I, I love it. That's what I was writing about. <laughs> it's just awesome. 
Yep. Uh, the only bad thing about it is it's going to get him back here sooner. You know, I, I mentioned earlier uh, before you came on, Mediaite has a post up. And Mediaite is one of those weird websites. They don't know what they want to be. And they have... They don't have anybody, I think, really progressive writing for them, but they've got some real right-wingers, like maggot types, writing for them. So you got to sort of read through that site with a sieve. you gotta, you got to pick and choose and, and consider the source, yeah. right? I never realized that they had right-wingers. I thought it was a, a, a left-wing um, oh, no. website. No, no, and no. You know who owns this? They tell me go there. It's to read left-wing stuff. Right. Well, you, who owns this is, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who it runs Newsmax, Dan, what's his name? Dan something, who used to be on MSNBC and then was on ABC. He, he doesn't stop. Not Newsmax, um, News Nation. Dan Abrams. Dan Abrams, I believe this is, I believe this is his site. But anyway, he, um, here's the headline that, that pissed me off. It says, and they keep putting stuff up, so I'm scrolling, scrolling, trying to find it. Um, Maybe they took it down after I bitched about it because now I'm not seeing it. It was something like CNN is still pushing Kamala Harris's lie about um, uh, the Florida uh, slavery curriculum. Well, it is no lie. It's not a lie. And DeSantis is has a, approved these um, the Prager University videos to be shown in the classroom. And somebody posted a clip from one of them. And here, I'll play it again just so you can hear actually what this video says. And it's an animated thing. So I think it's supposed to be a blue-eyed Christopher Columbus. Here, let me put him up on the screen again. And um, here's what he says. Uh, Here. Slavery is as old as time and it's taken place in every corner of the world, even amongst the people I just left. Being taken as a slave is better than being killed, no? Before you judge, you must ask yourself, what did the culture and society of the time treat as no big deal? Uh, don't tell me that it's a Kamala Harris lie about the slavery curriculum in Florida. If that video is being shown in Florida elementary schools, um, there's a real, well, we know there's a problem here, but that's a bigger problem than, than, than we knew. And I cannot find this, this post on Mediaite anymore. And I think uh, they must have taken it down. Someone must have said, must have heard, I guess, because it was there 20 you minutes know, ago. Santos says, um, you know, I didn't do this. This is, this is just, uh, you know, the education boards who are doing this. This isn't me. This, uh, you know, remember when he was saying that this isn't yep. me? I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Tell you yeah. Hitler, as far as I know, never set foot in any of the concentration camps. They were just you know, what these people are doing. I didn't even yep. point to them. They're, they're doing this. <laughs> yep. It wasn't me. Yep. Well, this this story from Isaac somebody, I don't even remember his name, appears to now be gone. Don't vary, right? No, no, no. This is a, just a writer at Mediaite, Isaac Dovere is uh, for The Atlantic or something. Um, no, this was a writer for Mediaite who's one of their right-wing writers. And that post has disappeared since I bitched about it about 30 minutes ago. Just saying. Not saying because of me, but maybe. Maybe somebody maybe. heard it. So, you know, all it, it's just, it's just, it, it, it's so distasteful. You know, everything about this man. And I can't. Oh, did you see the video <laughs> earlier this week of the woman in Iowa saying, um, pudding fingers, pudding fingers, go back to Florida, pudding fingers. Did you, did you see that? Yes, of course. <laughs> She's coming on the show tomorrow. 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> she will be here tomorrow at the top of the show. She and Kara, they have now formed uh, a pack. It's called Bitches Get Shit Done. <laughs> I love this woman. I haven't spoken to her yet, but she will be here at the top of the show tomorrow. <laughs> fantastic. Because uh, that's the way you get attention. Not only did she do the pudding fingers, pudding fingers, go back to Florida. Someone needs to put that to music. But... um. Iowan? In Iowan. She lives in Iowa. She's lived in Iowa her whole life. Great. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm going to find, uh, just so people can check out her website. So it's like bitchesgetthingsdone.com or something like that. Um, <laughs> I just love that she's doing this. Um, so I tracked her down, and she's, she is coming on tomorrow. Um, but here, bitches get stuff done. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll have all the details tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and Tamara just posted in the chat room, she got attacked and knocked down. Then the cops dragged her out at the Iowa State Fair because she went in the room where um, the, 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 the governor was interviewing DeSantis. And that's when she made the quip. The, the, the governor, Kim Reynolds, said, um, oh, we're Iowa nice here. We're Iowa nice. You're not being nice. <laughs> I think it was at her. <laughs> yeah. Is nice, it- like... Uh- doing what he's doing in Florida real nice. Right. Well, she was right. Go back to Florida. Now, I don't want him here, but, you know, I understand somebody else around the country not wanting him there. Do you think the people in Florida want him there? And Jen, I know you and your friends don't, but what about, do you think he would win again? Uh, right now, no, I do not. But that said, he has his following down here. And I got it everywhere I go. You know, when I talk to people, I was at the uh, at the T-Mobile store today because I'm getting an upgrade on my phone and I'm talking to the guys. And you know that people in businesses are trained not to engage on politics. I know it. I could tell because when I go there, people get quiet. I think these two guys agreed with me when I go into the whole thing of, you know, I'm moving to where they didn't elect the fascists, <laughs> you know, and sometimes they get very quiet. Um, last week, it was a woman who came to buy this mirror who I found out, young black woman, came here because of DeSantis. So there's no rhyme or reason. I can't predict when I talk to somebody who they are. Some people I've met who love him, which I do not understand. I mean, this was a black woman, and I said, you like what he's doing on education? And she said, Actually, yes, I do. And I think everything's been misconstrued. It's not really what they're reporting. And I said, it's exactly what they're reporting. And then I just stopped. I'm like, here, take the mirror and get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) I didn't say it in those words, but, you know, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) I'm actually nice to people when I meet them in person for the most part. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I... Howie Klein. All right. Um, I, we can start on something else, but I, I think we've about, you know, run the gamut. We're, we're going out to dinner. Today's a really weird day. 50 years ago today, David had a horrific, well, was, he didn't have it. He was sleeping in a car on his way from Phoenix to Las Vegas. He was the passenger and the driver flipped the car and David was pulled unconscious from a burning car in the middle of the desert by somebody what? who just came and pulled him out of the car and left. He doesn't know who the person is, but this person saved his life. And it was 50 years ago today, so we're going out to celebrate his second life uh, tonight. So um, it, it's, a, it's just a weird day. So that was 50 years ago and something he's been wow. living with all these years. So whoever it was who pulled him out of the burning car, thank you for doing that. Um, 
and I know he would love to thank you, and he has no idea who you are or were or anything. So, um, so I'm going to go turn the show around, get it up on Progressive Voices, and we're going to go to dinner. Enjoy. Will do. Um, oh, before you go, Karina asked, ask Howie about any memories of Jerry Moss. Jerry Moss, who was the M in A&M, um, passed away this week. He, 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 did you ever know him? I didn't. Mm, I didn't either. Although people who I were a couple of times, but I never really got to talk to him or know him at all. Right. Can't no, say it. Me either. Although I spent some quality time on the A&M lot in L.A., which was just a wonderful place back in the day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Howie Klein, have a wonderful week. Um, uh, we'll talk next week. And we have, a, we have a Republican debate to look forward to. And we can watch out for uh, DeSantis's attacks on Vivek Swamasharmi or whatever his name is. He can't use any of those things because <laughs> the New York Times exposed them all. And now he'll look like a clown if he uses any of the stuff that was exposed. That's right. And he's going to defend Donald Trump. Against Chris Christie. Yeah, you, you, you do that, Ronald. I th- also think we need to call him Ronald because, you know, why not? That's his name. Not as good as Meatball, but okay. I'll go with it. <laughs> or Pudding Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks, Howie. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, Nicole. Bye. All right. Uh, with that, we're done. Again, I got to turn this around and get going. So um, when is the debate? It is next week sometime. I don't know. I'll warn you before debate night. We'll let you know when to watch and, you know. Uh, what the drinking words will be. All right. All right. Um, I guess that's it. I, I just need to push this button and push this button and say, tomorrow's Friday. I'll see you then. Have a great night. Rama Shwarmi. Okay.